Hey there, and welcome to another Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your host. If you've got a bad feeling in your gut, well, it's best to pay attention to the message that's being delivered. What's happening in your belly has far-reaching implications for your overall health. To use an old analogy, your gut and its complex microbiome serve as the canary in the coal mine for a whole bunch of issues. So how can you keep your gut happy? That's what we're going to find out today from gastroenterologist Christine Lee, who's back for another podcast chat about what's going on downstairs. Dr. Lee is one of the many trusted experts at Cleveland Clinic who join us weekly to explain why our bodies work the way they do. So let's learn what we can do to get our gut in a good place. Dr. Lee, so nice to have you back on the podcast. Um, I, I always love when we get a little bit of time together. Thank you for having me. I, our conversations are always enlightening. Well, and today, now you've been, I know, gastroenterologist for a long time. And so you've always been into gut health, but it seems like the rest of the world has uh, all of a sudden become fascinated with this because gut health is like the new the new big thing. I mean, have you have you found this when people come into the office that they're more and more interested in it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, when we first started, it's almost like people didn't want to see their GI doctor, but now it's almost a, a pop, a cool thing to do. <laughs> so all of a sudden I'm so popular now. Everybody wants to have discussions about their gut health. So it's no longer you're banned from ha- talking about work on the dinner table. Now it's like the most common t- dinner topic wherever you go. So to me, I think it's great. <laughs> well, we always knew you were the cool doc. So now I guess everybody else knows too. <laughs> so, so, I don't know so, about cool, but yeah, people have lots of questions. It's a hot topic. So. Well, and we have questions too, which is why you're here. So I, I know most people just think of their gut as a place where kind of the, the food you eat lands and, and kind of does its thing. Um, but I know it, it's far more than that. So tell us why gut health is so important to overall health. So there's an old saying that says you are what you eat. So it is so true. You want to make sure you feed bo- your body well, treat your body well, and your body will treat you well in return. So what you eat does affect our overall health. Uh, if you're, you know, putting substandard things in, you're going to produce substandard output. So it's so important to kind of recognize what good health is and and promote that. So if you can keep your insides healthy, your outside will be healthy as well. And I thought I read where it says the gut health, even it affects your uh, your immune system, which is just not a connection I, I would make. You know, the first line of defense to infections or intrusions is is that skin or gut barrier. So what we eat, you know, the intestinal lining is the inside skin, per, you know, as far as protection. So your intestinal health is extremely important. It's your first line of defense to ward off gastroenteritis or bacterial in- infections or any kind of invasion from whether it's virus or bacteria or even food poison toxins. It is your first line of defense. So you want to keep that as healthy as possible. Tell us a little bit about the microbiome, which just, I think it's a word now that we've all heard and we're, we're familiar with, but we have no idea what it really is. Sure. So our intestinal tract on the inside is lined with microorganisms. So those are the healthy gut flora. There are our army of defense um, to ward off when invasions occur, whether it's viruses or bacteria or even, you know, toxins, um, when they try to invade our intestinal tract, our first line of defense is our biome, which is 
gut bacteria. They're healthy bacteria that are actually working and fighting for our health. So they're on our side. So they're the good guys. If you're talking in army terms, that's the good guys warding off the bad guys. Okay. Yeah. Cause everyone thinks of bacteria as a bad thing, but this is bacteria that that's actually, it's, it's, it's working for you. That's correct. Good. That's correct. So not all bacteria are bad. There's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria. And you want to make sure that the good bacteria outnumber the bad bacteria. So should there be an attempt of invasion that the good bacteria can ward it off and avoid it at the border before they even enter? That's your first uh, line of defense. So you want to keep those good guys healthy. Yeah, it amazes me how much is going on inside there that you don't even think about. Um, just, I mean, you eat and, and the food goes in and, and then all of this stuff starts taking place. Sure. So it's more so now than ever, you know, long, long time ago when antibiotics was not as freely available, we had those good guys in our intestinal tract that fought off the, the bacterial invasion or attempts uh, or even viral attempts. That being said, as you know, antibiotics is so readily available now. Uh, you know, people, they don't even need to be seen in their pediatrician's office. They just tell them they have an earache and you're getting an antibiotic for otitis media or bronchitis or sinusitis. And antibiotics is just everywhere. And antibiotics are a good thing when used appropriately. So it does ward off, the, it kills the bacterial infection. However, it does come with a cost. And the cost is it's not a smart bomb. It doesn't just go to the sinus and kills the bad bacteria that's causing sinusitis. It does do that, but at a cost. And the cost would be it also kills uh, quite a bit of your natural healthy biome, meaning the, the good bacteria that we need in our intestinal tract. And that might be why more and more we're seeing an increase in prevalence with uh, gut motility, pains and disorders, and a lot of this talks come up because people are losing a lot of their healthy biomes. And that's why now you see go to the market and you see uh, probiotics and uh, kefir and all these health uh, supplements for your gut health, uh, trying to restore, restore the losses that might have occurred from frequenting doctors and getting IV antibiotics for, you know, a procedure or, or hip replacement, you get really powerful antibiotics IV or just oral because you had an ear infection or a sinusitis or a UTI. So Dr. Lee, it sounds like what you're saying is everything that we take in, whether it's medications or food or, or, or what you drink, it, it all has an effect on your gut health. Uh, absolutely. So, you know, everything you just said, very important. What you drink, Hydration is important. So you you don't want to go through these prolonged periods where you're not drinking anything and you get dehydrated because then you're swinging back and forth from dehydration to overhydration. So you want to make sure you're hydrated throughout the day so you avoid periods of dehydration states. Uh, as far as medications, only take the medications that you absolutely need because every medicine has the good and the bad. So anything that it comes with a side effect. So, you know, blood pressure medicine, high cholesterol medicine, or antibiotics, they're all good medicine with good intent, but be aware of the side effects and make sure you accommodate for the side effects that it, it brings. Um, as far as food, you want to make sure you eat in, in a wide variety of foods, you know, lots of colors. Don't stand with one color. You want to do greens, 
reds, orange, you lots of fruit color, different variety of colors. It has a beta carotene. Uh, colorful diet will provide the most wide variety of, uh, of vitamins and nutrients that your body needs. So if you have a good gut health, uh, I take it that's when you eat and everything just kind of, everything moves through the way it should and, and, and the process just goes and you have a, a good balance. Um, what are signs that your gut health isn't what it should be? And, and then when should you talk to your doctor about that? So you'll start noticing some s slowing down, slowness in the digestive systems, meaning you ate, it's been four to six hours, but you still feel full. Uh, and it's likely because you are still full, things are slowing down as we get older. So when you notice, hey, I ate something six hours ago and I'm still burping it up, that's an indication that you might have something called gastroparesis. Um, or, you know, you, your bowel habits changes. You don't go every day. You're going once every three days or twice a week. That's a sign of things slowing down and you might need some help. Um, other things, fatigue. You're, you ate, but you're tired all the time. So you might be some vitamins and mineral deficient. So you want to make sure your energy level is not uh, going down. Those are all indications of something might be going on with your digestive tract. Oh, the other thing would be skin rashes even. Some vitamin deficiency can present with rashes or uh, chelosis or, you know, aphthous ulcers in your tongue and mouth. Those are all indication of gut health as well. And I think it, uh, when we were talking about just things slowing down, uh, one of our favorite subjects, and it seems like we always go here, um, is just pooping. Uh, and that's just if, if you're not pooping regular and, and it's not, you're getting constipated, that's a sign that maybe your gut health isn't where it should be. That's exactly right. And, you know, the word constipation, I just I can't foot stomp this enough. A lot of people, just because they go, feel that they're not constipated. But that's really not true. Uh, it's really about how much is left in your colon, despite the fact you had a bowel movement, can be an indication of constipation. So a lot of times we'll see patients who said, oh, they have had you know, gastroenteritis and they've had such a terrible bout of diarrhea. But when you do an x-ray, the x-ray is full of stool. So that's an indication of perhaps they actually had constipation with overflow. And even though they've had a bout of terrible diarrhea when on x-ray, they still have visible amount of stool in their colon. That, that, that does not sound comfortable. So, um, which gets to, I know you always talk about, you got to make sure you, you clear out everything that's in there, um, which is why it's important to be regular and make sure you're eating a healthy diet and, and all of that stuff. Yes. And a lot of patients, they're very keen and attuned to their symptoms. They just haven't made that connection. So they'll, they're very much aware that they feel full. They feel they haven't eaten and they should be hungry, but they're not hungry. Or when they do eat, they're, they're full, even though they haven't even finished their meal. They feel bloated all the time. They report they feel gassy and they feel just fatigued. Those are all in, uh, possible indications that they're having uh, constipation or motility disorders. So you want to make sure that you're in tune to those symptoms and then make sure that you connect that with uh, possible uh, retention of stool in your colon and diverticular disease and whatnot. So you want to make sure that you stay ahead of that or address that and, and try to prevent those scenarios as much as possible. Well, since nobody wants uh, bad gut health and everything that comes with it that you just described, uh, what can we do to kind of Im improve our gut health? And, and I know there's some simple things that you can kind of do at home and in your life 
to help your gut along. So um, it always seems like the first rule is uh, it's not just one food that's good for you. It, it's kind of your whole diet. Right. So you want to have a wide variety in your diet. So don't always eat the same food. Try to mix it up. Uh, a colorful diet is always very uh, helpful. They're uh, rich in wide variety of vitamins and nutrients and minerals. Um, and then also just to make sure that uh, you're exercising regularly, you're hydrating regularly. And then prevention means don't take anything if you don't have to take it. So, you know, if it's a viral bronchitis that would have gotten better on its own, try not to take that antibiotic if you didn't need it. Because, um, you know, again, antibiotics aren't smart bombs. They don't just kill the bad bacteria. It, it kills some of the good bacteria with it as well. So you want to make sure that if you have had to have take a course of antibiotics, that make sure you re try to replete it as much as possible with eating foods that are rich in probiotics. And you can take probiotic supplement, but you can also do it naturally through diet. So foods that are rich in probiotics would be anything that's fermented, like sauerkraut, um, uh, you know, cabbages, um, garlic. Well, let's keep going around the store because those are those are all great tips as far as the fermented foods, the stuff to buy. Um, I, I know um, some of the other things that are, are usually recommended are uh, naturally high fiber foods. Like what would fall in that category? So high fiber foods would be like um, whole grains, barley, uh, millet, quinoa, brown rice, red rice, uh, bran, uh germ, uh, those kind of foods are all very rich with high fibers and uh, rich in probiotics. Just real quick here, in case people haven't tuned into our other podcast and they should go back and look, um, what does high fiber food do? How does it help the process? High fiber food, foods have natural fiber that's not digestible. So it actually creates an osmotic gradient. It pulls water into the intraluminal space of your intestines. So it kind of prevents it from becoming too hard. And so it makes it easier for you to pass through your intestines. So high fiber boot food example, additional examples would be like avocados, figs, prunes, dates, uh, almonds, beans, those kind of foods. So the fermented foods we talked about was the kefir, sauerkraut, pickles, apple cider vinegar, uh, those kind of foods. You had also mentioned prebiotic foods, and, and I feel like that's another one of those things where we've all heard it, but we really don't know exactly what it is. So I, so, so what the heck is it, <laughs> and, and, and what is it doing for us? Probiotic foods are foods that are rich in those bacteria, those um, lactobacilli, those healthy gut biome bacteria. Prebiotic foods are foods that are rich in the nutrients that the probiotic organisms need to survive. So, uh, for example, if you took a probiotic pill that has that's loaded with healthy bacteria, well, that would be wasted if you didn't feed it because then it would die off. It's kind of like, you know, if you had flowers, you got to water them wouldn't do you any good to just get flowers and then just dry them out and they just die in a day or two. So you want to make sure you, your diet is rich with not just probiotics, but also prebiotic food so that you can maintain that probiotic biome that's in your intestines. What are some examples of prebiotic foods, the ones that then are helping the probiotic, the, the bacteria along? 
So the prebiotic foods are whole grains, bananas, greens, onions, garlic, soybeans, artichokes, um, sourdough. Those kind of foods are very rich with lots of prebiotics that the probiotics need to survive. Um, and then I saw there's also plant-based foods. The polyphenols are, are good to get in there too. Yeah. So the polyphenols are the uh, the berries, um, any kind of berries, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, uh, the coca, whether it's in dark chocolate or cocoa, coffee beans, um, certain spices like cumin, uh, curry, um, olives, red wine, soy. Those are high polyphenol foods that we should all try to incorporate into our diet for a reason to have that uh, coffee and hot dark chocolates. I need more doctors to recommend things like that. So that <laughs> that is what we love hearing. <laughs> what what are some foods that you should look to avoid um, if you want to make sure to keep your gut healthy and happy? So the foods to avoid would be foods that are very, very high in salt content. Um, so anything that's, you know, potato chips, uh, French fries with lots of salt in it. Any canned vegetables or, or TV dinners loaded with sodium, you want to try to avoid. Um, any processed foods, you know, the, when you look at it, the expiration date is like three years from now. Um, those are just loaded with um, preservatives. So those, all of those things are very uh, difficult to digest and not uh, healthy in any way in our uh, in our biome. Uh, and it really slows down the motility and allows opportunities for other bacteria to build up. So uh, you want to avoid traditionally like processed foods, canned foods, salty foods. Um, Luncheon meats, I think it would be a big thing to try to avoid. I mean, those are always, we eat so much of it, but yet it's also something that's just not good for your system. Right. So it's a lot of things that have nitrates and a high salt content. Uh, foods are that's all sugar also. Um, those are very hard for our intestinal health. So we should all be eating less salt, less sugar, and less processed foods. So the best foods are the ones you, when generally you go into a grocery store, they're in the perimeter. So, you know, the leafy green vegetables that have dirt on them, you know, that just came from the ground a couple of days ago. The vegetables even that's not you know, not the little carrots that are all prepackaged in a nice container, but the ones that have that roughage and dirt on the bottom. So you have to actually wash it and peel it. Uh, just simple foods are actually the best for our bodies. So less processed, more simple, right off the ground. And I feel like your body tells you what's good and what's not. Because when you eat those, the, the sort of foods that you were just describing, you, you usually feel a little icky as opposed to when you eat the healthy foods and, and your body usually takes that in pretty well. That's exactly right. So the healthier foods tend to have a high vitamin mineral count. So you uh, replenish your vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E's, and, and those vitamins can help energize your body and keep things in, in better circulation and, and better operational mode. Uh, the processed foods really are high in salt and, and fat and very low in vitamin and nutrients. So inevitably, if you just eat those kind of foods, you will de become vitamin deficient. You may become B12 deficient. You may have develop iron deficiency because there's no iron in it. Um, and so all of those things can contribute to your bone marrow activity. Your metabolism can actually slow down your uh, metabolic rate and process. So Dr. Lee, we have covered a lot of ground as far as how to keep your gut uh, healthy. Uh, is there anything that we missed that you'd like to add? 
So even the healthy foods, you know, you want to make sure everything in moderation, too much of anything, even a good thing can become bad things. So you want to balance everything out. So everything in moderation um, is a key. Uh, you know, none of us are perfect. So we can't always avoid the icky foods. You know, so every once in a while we have a cheat date, but even the cheat date, cheat dates, you want to make sure you keep it in small moderation and rare in between. Yeah, and one more thing that just came to mind, what about uh, supplements? Because I know there's so many of those out there, like, you know, take this and, and it'll help your gut. Um, are, are those beneficial? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. That is so important. So even those supplements, uh, you want to take those in moderation because, uh, you know, a good example is zinc and copper. So zinc became very popular over the COVID times and winter times because it's it, it stimulates your immune system. It's supposed to ward off colds and uh, uh, flu. So people were taking these zinc supplements to a very, very high level. So unfortunately, your body has a counter mechanism. So if you have too much zinc, you become, you make yourself copper deficient because it's, they, they work in concert. So you want to make sure even the good things like vitamin C even, you, you really don't want to exceed the therapeutic level because you can put yourself at risk for it with vitamin C, you can put yourself at risk for kidney stones. And so you want to be careful. And even vitamin D, it's a fat soluble vitamin. So too much of that, you can develop rickets. So even good things must be in moderation. So you got to be wise, uh, make sure that you don't exceed a self safe limit on any of those things as well. And as far as probiotics, you got to do some research. Um, you need to make sure that the company that you're buying it from is legitimate. Yeah, generally over-the-counter supplements are not FDA regulated. So as far as quality control, meaning what it contains is actually what the, what the label reports is what's actually contained. Uh, dead, good bacteria is never going to be helpful for you. But even worse, contaminated probiotics with a bad agent can be actually very harmful. So you have to be wise in what you're buying, who you're buying it from, and, and how much of it you're taking. Great advice as always, Dr. Lee. I appreciate you taking the time with us today. And uh, thanks again. Thank you for having me. Keeping your gut happy and healthy comes down to filling it with the right food. Eating a variety of fresh whole foods, fruit, veggies, whole grains, and more can build the diverse microbiome you need in your belly. Try it. Odds are you'll feel better if you do. Till next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash HE podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.